Hey, 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 welcome back to Social Small Business, the podcast where we talk about small businesses and their marketing needs and how we can help you all out. That's our goal with all of this is to give you tools and resources to help you out to build your brands Because better. we love small business. We do. I'm Brooks Gray. I'm here with Lee Simkowski. Thanks for joining us. What are we talking about today, Lee? Well, before I say that, did you know, I was, I was listening to the radio on the way to work. Well, excellent. And... This guy, come, this DJ comes on and he says, I got some really bad news to deliver. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you know, we're in the month of September. I'm thinking, what's happened? Mm. 9-11 again. I got really upset. And then he goes, they've done away with snow days in New York. Really? They've done away with, in the public school system, they have done away with snow days because they said COVID taught them how to, how kids can learn from home. So they're going to call them e-learning days now. Well, in fairness, they probably had way less snow days than us in the South have anyway, because it like we get like one inch of snow and, and everything then closed. And then we're out, yeah. Yeah. But I, I was really bummed for those kids because, I mean, we work when it snows because we do everything remote. We could do every almost everything remotely. But, but let's be honest, on those e-learning days, I mean, if you were a kid in New York today. As a parent, I would not expect my kid to e-learn all day on a snow day so i don't know if anybody else out there feels the way that i do but i'm for snow days and if i lived in new york right now i'd be protesting well hey maybe we should just stay in our lane and not get into the education (laughs) sector (laughs) probably should do that so good thing we live in tennessee yeah what are we talking about today um the anatomy of a website all right. We do a lot of websites every single month um, to the point we've limited how many we we are willing to take on. We're doing so many websites right now. So I thought Mr. Website Expert himself could uh, help out those listening of what you could do to your do we website. Have someone, do we have him here? <laughs> His name is Brooks oh, Gray. Me. Let me introduce you. <laughs> well, hey, before we dive into a lot of the specifics on what makes a, I guess, quote unquote, good website, um, I think it's important for people to understand that your website for a lot of people, a lot of times is the first impression. It is. Especially for like, not, I think of nonprofits like churches and other nonprofits. People are going to your website before they ever step in your doors. Well, yeah. And you can't always depend on your social to be, well, I have a social media page. I don't need a website. Everyone needs a website. If right. you are a small business, a nonprofit, an artist, everyone needs a website. Yeah, and maybe we're a little bit old school, but in a lot of ways, I think it gives legitimacy to your business. A hundred percent. A hundred percent, especially when you're focused on a certain target audience. If your target audience is 18 or older, you need a website. Yeah, absolutely. So, so anyway, uh, when we're talking about the anatomy of a website, what makes a website good, in my mind, um, when we were kind of discussing this topic, I thought, okay, there's really two sides to this. When I think about the anatomy of a website, one is the first side. Well, I don't know if these are in order or not, but one side is the technical side. The other side is the user experience side. Mm -hmm. So the technical side would, that would include like the SEO stuff. The, is your site easily crawlable? Um, how is it, you know, as far as accessibility features, people who have trouble seeing or that sort of thing. Um, security certificates are huge. Um, the user experience side is more 
Hey, is it easy to navigate? Can people find what they're looking for? Does it look good on different screen sizes? Is it um, responsive? Is it, yeah. yeah. Are your call to actions actually calling people to action sort of thing? Um, so that's where I would start. You got two sides of yeah. this coin. And most people who are not in marketing or who don't deal with websites, they only see the user experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is fair. They shouldn't have to think about all that technical stuff. That's to see where, a website and say, hey, that's pretty. I want my site to look like that. But they could have junk on the back end of a pretty site. Right. So. Right. And um, so, yeah, aesthetics, I think, is a big one when we talk about the anatomy. Can I tell you a pet peeve before you go on? Sure, absolutely. Of people, when we say we build websites, we build websites in-house. We don't outsource them. What I don't like is when someone says they build website and then they outsource it to somebody either overseas or here or whatever, and then they slap their name on it. South Marketing Group builds websites in-house. I just had to put that out there. Um, too bad your mic is on a stand because you could have just dropped it, I guess. <laughs> mic drop. <laughs> but, so, yeah, that is true. We, we do build them. And so we know that the back end's not junk. Yes, yes. That is true. Yeah. Um, as far as the the user experience, um, let's just talk about the first part of that, which would be the aesthetics. Mm-hmm. How does your website look? Um, is it pleasing to look at and navigate around? And is it within your brand? Yeah, and I think that's a huge one that most people. Uh, there are probably a lot of businesses that, that do consider that like yeah you got to have your logo on there your your colors but there are you know a lot of businesses who don't have that stuff worked out so when companies or agencies like us come in and we're talking about a website design and we say okay what are your brand colors what what sorts of things are you looking for and you know the response is well we don't really have any just pick some out it's like uh, okay so we develop that first we don't just right. pick something out but at the at the the way my brain works if you are a physical location if you're a, a local bakery or something i don't know or a barber shop or whatever your website the way the way I think about it, your website is that first step into your the door mm-hmm. of your business. It needs to reflect what people are going to walk into. So you don't want people to come to your website and it look totally different than if they actually set foot right on your campus. And we don't mean that by like you have to use the exact same colors, although that's preferable. But it's the experience on the website it needs to be the experience in your location. Don't have a modern website and have when you step in your location, you're still you know doing things on paper yeah and two it it can even go to we had a episode several episodes ago talking about your voice mm-hmm. um if you're the type of business and you're the type of person that's very you like to cut up a lot and you're you're not real formal don't feel like you have to put formal wording on your website right like uh, your you web- did a website i love you did one for a barber can we just call him out yeah, I mean, let's, call him yeah out. let's call him out rocky top barber shop yeah, um, thanks paul <laughs> yeah he let us put boys to men like boy, 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 boys to men <laughs> like i loved it i thought it was great because he's not super serious so i loved that part of his website yeah um so yeah Anything you like you liked you my want? singing didn't you i do i actually <laughs> wanted to chime in and go abc bbd <laughs> Brooks is actually the singer our, our here. Younger, younger listeners have no idea what we're. No, Google right. it. Just Google it. 
Um, but yeah, so aesthetics, your colors, your wording, all that stuff. Let's move on to the actual user experience. Well, and you want real images with that user experience. You don't yeah. want a, a website full of stock photos. Like invest in the imagery. Yeah, stock photos can come in handy when you need certain specific photos that you just can't get photos of or don't have time to. But yeah, absolutely use images of your location and of your people, your team, that sort of thing. Um, but the actual the user experience, um, when I think about it, you know, I'm thinking more in terms of how do your how do people interact with that site while they're on it is it frustrating for them are they confused on where they should be going like if they're trying to find out how to contact you is that is that easy to find or they having to dig through page after page after page and that's a good point when it comes to aesthetics too like your buttons should be a different color yeah so that that pops out at you that pops right out at you bright colors stand out Mm -hmm. so our eyes naturally go to bright colors um making sure all uh, this is a big one we see this a lot um does does this link work does it go right where it's telling me it's going to go because that's frustrating as a user when i click a button thinking it's going to take me one place and a it either doesn't work at all or b it takes me to a totally different page mm-hmm. and i'm like how in the world did i end up here here's another pet peeve h1 h1 all caps not everything needs to be a heading one in all caps yeah <laughs> Like we we need to figure out what's important, what's the next tier, what's the next tier. It's it, not everything needs to be H one all caps. And for more info on that, go back and listen to our previous episode where we talk about the hierarchy of, of design. design. You're yeah. right. Yeah, they can do that. What's mobile next? first. We build a mobile first. When you look at Google Analytics, you see most people are on iPads or iPhones or mobile devices, and so we build that experience mobile first. Yeah, and. I think that can be confusing in some ways. When I say that, I, that doesn't necessarily mean I'm building. I start building the, your site on the size of a phone. I'll tip, I'll typically start with a desktop design, but after I get everything laid out on that, the first thing I do is go to a mobile sizing and make sure everything looks good. Because if it looks great on desktop, but things are out of whack on on the phone, I mean that's that's yeah, not going to be good. That's that's a bad experience. first impression. Yeah. And really, you want your website to be as easy as an app, intuitive as an app. So when they're on their phone, it's that easy and intuitive. Right. So that's that's always the goal I have in mind when I'm looking at the websites that you build. And from a techie standpoint, too, from a, the geeky side of it, there are things you can implement and show on on desktop that you don't see on mobile. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'll I'll lay out a menu on a desktop version, but when it's on mobile, it just hides that menu and displays the yeah. mobile menu, if you will. Well, can I get real techie on them for a minute? Do it. I mean, usually you're the techie one, but this is the nerdy side of me coming out. Um, when you're building, when people are building a website, they have to keep Google in mind because 88% of searches happen on Google. And the page one gets 83.7 of the clicks. And the first one listed gets 30% of those clicks. So having good search engine optimization is important. And that means sometimes hiring a content writer or hiring an agency to go through and say, you know, this is what you need to do to make sure you're on organically without having to pay for an ad on the first page of the Google results. 
Um, Google doesn't do live search on web pages. They actually crawl websites and gather that in info and index the websites. So this makes like the content and the terms that you use really important. And their algorithm updates happen over 3,500 times a year. In 2020, it reported 3,620 algorithm updates. So you, you're you never going to keep up with Google algorithm updates. You just have to use best practices. And the best practices includes like those core web vitals. And I'm going to list those real quick and we can put them on our website. But loading time is under two seconds. When your website loads, it's got to load in under two seconds. Interactivity. Can the users interact with your page at all? It doesn't need to be a static page. The visual stability. Um, have you ever noticed like Brooks, when the images and links seem to like shift. Yeah. It's like, I think that happens a lot on newspaper websites. Like everything shifts once you load the site. Um, That would indicate a high CLS score, which means that the page elements aren't, aren't visually stable. And that, and Google takes that into their ranking. So you need it. Sometimes that can be as simple as just having way too many images. That's correct. And your images are too large. That's your images are too large. Yep. So you need to watch out for that. We already talked about mobile friendly. You've got to have that security certificate on there for Google. Now Um, they gave a grace period uh, many, many years ago, but now you got to have it. Um, And then no intrusive interstitials. This means like um, the pop-ups on, on the website. People don't really like those. And Google takes those into consideration now, which they didn't a couple of years ago. So uh, as I was doing that, Google just said, here, Lee, I'm delivering you best practice. An email came through ads, best practices, like they're listening right now, which maybe, they probably are. Maybe we should just open that email. And read, <laughs> That's for ads, read not it websites. For That's funny. Oh, okay. <laughs> but those are the core web vitals. Um, and they made those changes uh, last September. So we're a year into those core web, web vitals. Um, so we, we can list those on our website. That way you can check and make sure your, your website has all those. Yeah. And to something that a lot of people don't think about, but when, I, when Google ranks these websites, a huge, um, a few huge factors in that is one, do you know what you're talking about on your website? Are you, are you a trustworthy mm-hmm. source? Like if there's just a bunch of spam on your site, um, or like, fake news repetitive content too they don't like that they don't like repetitive content so you can't take content from one place and put stick it in they don't like that so that that takes us into content you want to talk about content content i think we said this last week Mm -hmm. content is king so even when you're thinking about through the design and the layout uh, what's your content Um, figure that out first and then go from there because i there i think we've kind of hit this place where people see websites that they that they like or and they think well i just need to do that for my business so we need a home page uh an about us page you know whatever else is on that list and it's like okay you don't need need any pages like you need what your content is right (laughs) so um and then make it easily readable yeah you you can't medical website doesn't need to have medical doctor grade terms it needs to be on a third grade level i mean people need to be able to easily understand and not have to try to figure out what you're saying yeah. and absolutely no keyword stuffing they do not leave. that used to be a thing 
a long, long time ago. Yeah. No keyword stuff. Back in now. the day, you would stuff all that in the metadata. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But now that doesn't, Google searches don't really look at all that and, stuff. And with your content, you got, you've got to answer the why people need you and what your product or service is. Those are the, the things that need to be answered right away. Right. In your content. If somebody goes to your website and they spend more than 10 seconds trying to figure out what you do or who you are. They're done. Yeah. You need to change your website. Absolutely. So, um, unless it's an Area 51 website, then it's okay. Listen, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say this. Uh, the tools to help develop content because I want people to call us or email us. So I'm not even gonna go over that. Do it. Yeah. If you want to know what those tools are, shoot me an email, Lee at southmarketinggroup.com, and yeah. I'll tell you what they are. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about your website. <laughs> All right. Let's end with some tips and tricks. Um, Google My Business does help increase your SEO. You need to get involved on that and stay active on it. And use your social media and make sure they all link together. You can use Linktree. That's a free service where you can put all your links for your business on that and put it on all your social media. Can you explain that a little bit for Linktree? for users that are just like, I have no idea what that is. Okay. So it's a service, a free online service where you can upload all your social um, or Google profiles into one place and it's one link. So when people click on it, they have access to all everywhere they need to go when it relates to your brand or service. Um, take advantage of website forms and email signups. Uh, make sure that if you are someone that like the, our car dealership, Lakeway Auto, use them every week. Going to have Brad on here next week. Super excited about that. Yeah. Um, but we have an email sign-up. We use the emails, and we Listen, contact I feel like through the life of this podcast, we'll probably be hitting email sign-ups over and over and over, and over again. Over. Yes. Get emails, people. Um Build quality backlinks with authoritative websites like Chambers of Commerce. Um, newspapers are authoritative, so you can build some quality backlinks there. Uh, utilize your blogs and uh, make sure all your images have uh, alt attributes, which means, Brooks? It means that your image has a description. So that's for um, people who may be blind or, or mm-hmm. don't see well they can hover over and get a description of what the image is um, so google yeah. penalizes you if you don't have those that's correct so you can't types. just do those unknown descriptions anymore and then answer any um, objections in your faqs so those are some tips that i have about websites you may have some more to add to that i think those are great tips true or false a website is never done that website is done <laughs> I just ruined it. I ruined it. I ruined it. True or false, Brooks? A website is done. Um, false. True. I don't know. False. A website is never done. I ruined it. You did. My I, joke I went flat. I didn't know how hey, to but that. I hope those kids in New York, on their e-learning days, have really good websites. Yeah, me too. If not, contact <laughs> us. Thanks for joining us today. We look forward to coming back next week with a guest. With Brett Williamson from right. Lakeway Auto. Have a good week. 